Do better for yourself. Do better for yourself. Do better for yourself. Well, guys, I made a pretty big life change recently. I decided that after two years, I was going to hit the break on building my network marketing business. And it was something that was really hard for me to do because obviously I'd spent two years building it. Um, But there comes a point in time where you have to evaluate yourself. And I feel like we as entrepreneurs, actually I don't feel like, I know that we as entrepreneurs evaluate ourselves by progress, by momentum, by comparison to who we were or what our business was the year before, two years before, the day before. Just that's what we do. And if there isn't any movement, then we don't see success. I hope that makes sense. And I'm sure that most of you entrepreneurs that are listening are like, oh, heck yeah, I totally do that. If I don't see movement, if I don't see growth, if I don't see change, then I don't see success in myself or in my business. And after two years, it's not that I didn't see any change or I didn't see success. I I didn't see as much as I thought I should Um, as much as I thought should be there after the time that I invested into it, after what it took away from the the cost of doing this. Um, And I'll elaborate on all this in just a second. And I didn't feel emotionally it, I wasn't growing. As a matter of fact, I was, I was at the point of considering antidepressants. I was so unhappy with what I was doing. Every single time I sat down to do what my uplines told me to do to be successful, I really just wanted to crawl in a hole and cry. It didn't make me happy. And it used to, but it didn't anymore. And so I had to make the decision to pump the brakes and see what happened and then test my emotional state. For me, pretty frequently, actually about twice a year really, sometimes four times a year, it depends on if something monumental happens to cause um, another incident, but twice a year for sure, I evaluate my emotional health. I evaluate what I'm doing and am I, how I feel. I, I really just test the temperature of my surroundings, I guess. How do I feel about what is going on in my surroundings? And I did this for the first time um, when it comes to my my network marketing business. I did this for the first time about a year ago. I was nine months pregnant with my daughter, and I was getting ready for her to be born. It was one of the slowest months, actually, of my entire career um, in network marketing. It was it was rough, um, and I decided to test the waters and test the temperature and see how I felt. And at that point in time, I had been growing my business for a year, uh, a little over a year, I guess. I um, I was making decent money, even though this was one of the slower months. Uh, three months prior, I had my biggest month to date, and that was that was huge. 
um, I, I was like, I was getting ready for Winnie to be born and I was, um, buying things and cleaning things and all that. So I, I had a lot of, I had a lot on my mind, not to mention the fact that Jonas was, uh, he had just turned three. So I had a three-year-old at home as well. And like I said, it was one of my slower months and I had, um, I had a couple of people on my team. One was an upline and one was a sideline. So someone who isn't under me, but isn't above me either. She's, you know, kind of, we were kind of peers. Um, they both had babies right before I did. And we have this uh, giant team page for our team members all around the world. There's thousands of people in here. And um, both of those ladies had, like I said, a baby before me and baby right right near one another. And there are pictures of them that are up on posted to this group of them working during labor, like in active labor, in the hospital bed, on their phones, working. And this was praised. Like this was their example of excellence. This is what excellence looks like in this business. And I remember thinking then, um, and I'm not trying to, I, I hope that you don't think that I'm trying to put these women down for doing this because that's absolutely not the case. And if this is something that they are proud of, then good for them. Like that's 100% their business. And I'm, I'm not trying to be negative about them at all. However, for me, if that's what excellent looks like, I didn't want to be excellent. That's, that was nuts to me. To me, my, like thinking of me doing that. Well, first of all, I have, I have to have, or I had to have a C-section, my second C-section. I, I figured I would have to have one. Um, and so I wasn't in labor anyways, but even at the hospital, you know, just the idea of working while I'm happy, while I'm giving birth to a new human, I just, no, no, it made my stomach turn. When I saw this being praised as like the gold standard, this is what other people expect from me. And some of these other people, by the way, aren't mothers. So they're ex- they, they don't have that, not saying that to put them down either, but saying that they don't know that responsibility. They don't know what that moment is like. They don't know what that moment in time is like. Okay, And I know because I had already had one kid. I know what that moment in time is like. I know that you cannot ever get that back. Ever. That is one moment between you and your baby that you will never have again. It is literally once in a lifetime. Once in your lifetime and once in their lifetime. You will never be able to redo that. And thinking about working, thinking about doing my social media engagement during that moment, that just, I mean, that was just bonkers to me. It was nuts. And... Yeah, so that was a year ago, and I remember thinking then that I was going to give this another year. I was going to give it another year, see what my growth looked like from then, um, and then and test the waters again. Um, and I wasn't going to – well, I was going to give it six months before I tested the waters again, but I was going to give it another year before I made a decision as to whether or not to continue to grow it or to hit the bricks. So a couple of weeks after that – Winnie was born. Um, and as I, I, I had her, I think it was a, it was either a Tuesday or Thursday. 
think it was a Tuesday. I had her on a Tuesday. And by Wednesday, I felt obligated to be on my phone working. And I remember I was sitting there in my hospital bed and Eric was asleep in the chair next to me. And when he was asleep on my chest, she was, you know, less than 24 hours old and I'm sitting here working. And I remember being so angry at myself for feeling like I needed to do that. For feeling like I had to be on my phone then. I was recovering from just having my body cut open. Um, Not to mention giving new life. (laughs) Not to mention the craze of hormones after you deliver a baby. Um, Not to mention just the sleeplessness from the adrenaline and her being born and being up with her. And I do this thing with my children where the minute they're born, I really don't ever want to take my eyes off them. (laughs) And so I did that. And that meant, you know, not sleeping. Um, By my own fault, not hers. She was great. Um, But I was up. And I felt the need to work. And I remember being so angry at myself for that. And then I went home. And um, my parents were up from Texas. They were there for, uh, I think, eight days after when he was born. Um, They were up here for a while before then, too. But eight days after when he was born, um, they were here. And so they were here to to help out with some things with Jonas in the house. And um, specifically Jonas, because obviously I couldn't do much with him um, after, you know, having surgery. So eight days they were here and they left. And then Eric was supposed to be off for, I think, two or three whole months. He was supposed to be off. Um, And a week after my parents left, so when he was two weeks old, we were back in the hospital because I had a uterine infection. Possibly because I tried to do too much too quickly after having a baby. Because I felt like I should. Part of that is just my own personality and my own dang fault. But part of it also has to do with I feel like what what influences us. And who influences us. Who we choose to model ourselves after. And I modeled myself because of my business after busy people. Okay, Um, So I felt like I should be busy. Well, then, back in the hospital, three days, or no, it was was five days after leaving the hospital for another week being in there, um, Eric gets called back to work early, and suddenly, I had just had surgery three weeks ago. I have a three-year-old and a newborn. I was back in the hospital a week before um, on IV antibiotics because of an infection from surgery. And suddenly I'm home alone with two children by myself. I can't even drive yet. And I'm home alone to work. And I couldn't pick Jonas up. I couldn't even bend over to pick up a pair of socks. And I'm home alone with two kids. And I am i don't just mean like home alone for, you know, four or five hours a day. I mean from 8 o'clock in the morning until 9 or 8 o'clock at night. So 12 hours a day. Um, it was rough. That's, that's one of the hardest. That was one of the hardest times ever, actually. Just on me physically um, and and emotionally, for that matter. That, that was hard. Um, and, again, I felt the need to be busy. I, I didn't take any time off from work. 
And maybe that's the maybe that's the hard thing about entrepreneurship because if you take off from work, um, if you don't have automation in place, then you're not making money, you know. Um, and that was that was part of my issue. I didn't have automation in place. I did have a team under me, um, but not a team that could recoup what I was doing um, for to make up my loss for taking time off. So, anyways, I ended up actually pretty depressed and I should have gone to the doctor then probably. Um, but I set myself a time. I gave myself a certain number of weeks and I said, if by this many weeks I'm not better, then I'll go to the doctor. And I ended up pulling myself out of it. Um, and it was hard and it sucked, but come, come January, February, January, I guess I was feeling a lot better. Um, then I had my sixth month check after that, like my uh, my six like six months after the last temperature check, I, I checked again, and at that point in time, uh, I had just pulled myself out of that slump. I was up working until two, three o'clock in the morning um, because that's when I had quiet time. Um, slash, I was up with Winnie, anyways, so. I was just up working while I was doing that. Um, I was shipping orders in the middle of the night because that's when I had time when Jonas or Winnie weren't, you know, going through my things or, you know, pulling at my attention, pulling for my attention. Um, and it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of fun, but I was making good money at that point in time. And so I kind of just let it go. Like I'm, I'm pretty successful right now. I'm recruiting really well. My team's doing really well. I'm getting really good sales. So we're just going to keep going with this. Um, and then I think May came along and in May I had my best month to date. It was huge. It was amazing. And up until that point, I felt like I wasn't being recognized for the things that I was doing in the business. Um, I wasn't always on the leaderboard for our team, but I was always consistent. And I didn't feel like the people above me acknowledged that or really cared that I was doing that. Um, and again, most of that's just, you know, me saying that they, they probably did care and they just thought that, you know, maybe I didn't need the praise or didn't need the, you know, add a girl. Um, and as much as I didn't want, like, I didn't want to want that. I didn't want to want their approval or their recognition or their, you know, add a girls. I didn't want to want it, but yet I did so badly. I just wanted them to be proud of me. I wanted to be a superstar. I wanted to stand out from everybody else. And I wanted someone to say, you know, look at Jerrica. She's so consistent. She's doing so well. But they didn't do that until I had this really big month. And this really big month came around. Um, and actually, at my six-month mark, I wrote a letter to God um, in, in my journal. I have a journal that I keep. And I wrote a letter to God that basically said... Um, I'm really tired of struggling and I need you to give me a sign as to whether or not I should continue with this business or if I should be doing something else. I need your guidance and I need you to tell me what to do. Um, and after 
the next month, my business doubled. And the month after that, it doubled from the previous month. And the month after that, it doubled from the previous month. So at this point in time, we're talking about, you know, quadrupling from the month that I wrote this letter. And I remember thinking then, wow, maybe, yeah, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because look how God has abundantly blessed my business, right? And then I get the recognition that I asked for as well. People are seeing me having just this kick butt month. And they asked me to do a training about it and to you know, kind of tell them about this letter that I wrote to God and how it ended up turning my business around and that sort of thing. And I do all that and I have the money and I have the recognition and I've, I've, God has given me all that I asked for in as far as physically, I, I have the money that I asked for and I have the, like I said, the recognition that I asked for. And I have the business that I asked for. And I was still unhappy. Guys, it didn't make me happy one bit. As a matter of fact, I was actually more unhappy because it didn't make me happy. So then I look again and think that, yes, God did answer my letter. and He gave me everything that I asked for. But in doing so, I didn't have those feelings as well. The feelings that should come, the feelings of accomplishment, the feelings of belonging, the feelings of, of pride of ownership, the feelings of pride of growth, all of these things that I should have had, I didn't have. And then a couple of months go by and a couple of personal things happen. And really, they were they're kind of petty and I don't think that they were necessarily intentional, but they were um, kind of just red flags for me. I had, I had an upline that did things and it involved like family members. And then I just, it was just a crappy. It really was just crappy. And it just made me feel crappy. And like I said, I don't think it was intentional, but it did stink. Um, and that kind of was like the, the jar I needed to step back and say, all right, well, obviously I'm not happy doing this. So maybe we should look at why. Um, and maybe if I'm not happy doing this, maybe it's because I'm not supposed to be doing it. Because at the same point in time, I'm constantly trying to work on myself, on self-development. It's something that's really important to me. Um, because like I said, you know, just with just like with a business, if I'm not growing personally, then I don't see success in that. If, if there's no growth, I don't, I don't find that to be successful. So I'm, I'm constantly trying to develop myself. And my mom and I are reading um, A Course in Miracles. And if you haven't done it, I recommend it. It's really long. It's a year. It's think like a devotional, um, but it's not religious, really. It is in that it talks about God and Jesus. Um, but it's more spiritual and it has to do with the way you see the world versus the way God wants you to see the world. And so I'm also working through that at this point in time. And, you know, in that, as I'm learning about what emotions are and like the true energy level of what these emotions are, I realized to myself that if, if this was something I was meant to be doing, like if this was my purpose, if this is what God designed me to do at this moment in time, then it should make me happier than it has. Right? I don't know. 
That's what I thought. So I hit the brakes. And the first month of me hitting the brakes, actually, I kind of had a little identity crisis. And I mentioned it, I think, uh, in one of the past two episodes, how I was back to thinking that maybe I should get on antidepressants because I was so unhappy and I didn't know what to do. And I had this existential crisis, like, what am I supposed to do? What is my purpose? What am I meant to be? What am I whatever. And, you know, people might disagree with me and say that, you know, maybe you're just meant to keep on keeping on, but I don't feel like that's right because I feel like there have been too many times in my life where God has interceded and actually picking me up from where I put myself and placing me where he wanted me to be. Nothing in my life, I'm learning this as I, as I go, I'm learning this as I live, that nothing in my life has actually happened by chance. And maybe you think that it does and you think that everything is coincidental. But I look back at my life now and nothing has been my chance. These these things have happened to me or uh, I have made certain decisions or people around me made certain decisions that ended up with me making this decision, which led me to meeting this person or being in this opportunity or whatever. And it's it can't possibly be by chance. It has to be divine. It has to be beyond my control. And so I think that there's probably people that would disagree with me and say, well, you know, Jerga, who says you're, you know, meant to be doing something, just, just do something. And maybe they're right. But I don't think so. I think that we are all destined for a certain path. And I think that if we, if we focus and we ask if we ask our inner selves really to, to place attention on the answer to what that focus should be, then we will eventually get it if we allow ourselves to listen. And so that's what I started doing. And so I started meditating again and doing yoga and just making sure that every single day I found time for silence just to be still. And I forgot what that was like for a while because my life hadn't been still in a long time between, you know, having two young kids to, you know, wifely things to just having just life in general, um, not to mention my business on top of that. Any still moment I had, I was on my phone. I was doing engagements. I was adding new friends. I had referrals. um, You know, I was doing all that sort of thing. So in my still time, my still time was taken up by work. I didn't give, I didn't allow myself to have actual still time. And doing that, I I honestly think that doing that helped me come out of that depression more than the St. John's Wharton magnesium did that I started taking. Um, I needed that. And it was that that led me to the revelation that, Jerica, perhaps you're an artist, which led me to the revelation of perhaps you should pursue these ideas of yours that you're having. Perhaps you shouldn't just sit here in paralyzing stillness because you're so overwhelmed. Perhaps you should create stillness, create time to be still, and then use that stillness, use that calmness to create momentum, to create that progress, not perfection, to moving forward in these ideas that you keep having. You keep having these ideas for a reason. Maybe it's time you start implementing them. So here I am.
And that's why I ended up stepping away from my, that's the, the long version of why I, st- I, you know, stepped away from my network marketing business to start pursuing this. I, I said when I started, maybe this is my fault for doing this. I said when I started this network marketing business that it was going to be good for me at that point in time, but that eventually I wanted something that I created. I want products that I created. I want to control every aspect of my business. And at this point in time, the only thing I really controlled is the marketing. Everything else is, you know, out of my control. Um, And so maybe that was just the clock running up on that timer that I set for myself. And if that's the case, whatever, whatever happened to cause me to have this, you know, huge change, this huge shift in myself, uh, it led me to start pursuing these ideas of creating creating on my own, creating things. And so far, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> and so far, I'm feeling really good about it. And as long as I keep feeling good about it, then I'm going to assume that this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Because like I said, I don't believe that God would let you feel negatively about something that you were supposed to be doing. Now we are we are all gonna have bad days, and I don't I don't mean that you're not gonna have a bad day doing something. I mean, really, you could not have bad days though. You could choose to not have bad days because you don't. Sometimes you don't get, or most of the time, you don't get to choose what happens, but you do get to choose how you react to it. And you could choose to have a good day, even though you might have some negative situation going on. Maybe you have, you know, a negative work environment. Um, or you have a relationship or an issue with an employee or a coworker or whatever, whatever your issue is, you get to choose how you react to it. So, but I'm not talking about just those, you know, those bad days. I'm talking about that depression that I was in. Like, I felt like I was stuck in this valley and I could not pull myself out of it. And I don't think God would put me there. Or God would allow me to stay there. I don't think that God put me there. But I don't think that God would allow me to keep myself there if that's where I was supposed to be. So I changed it. Because that's what I do. When I'm not happy, I figure out why. I try really hard to figure out why. And I try something else. And so that's what I'm doing. And next episode, we're going to talk about the first couple of steps that I've done to start creating Maple and Awberry. Um, Because if you have an idea for a brand or a business and you're just wondering, you're just stuck because you don't know what to do first, I'm going to go over what I've done first. And hopefully it'll help you too. All right. So lots of love. And until next time, see you later. Bye-bye. Do better. Voice, 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 vo